Limited potential. <laughs> Last night I had dinner at Cote de Boeuf. It, okay. It's this restaurant in the heart of Toronto. Delicious. Name dropping. Like Quality meat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We, uh, we thought you skipped out on the movie last week because you were hardcore vegan. No, I eat real steak. Which is what I ate on my own tab. Listen, Charlie's isn't real steak. It's real steak, and I had to pay for my Charlie's for the Avengers movie if someone recalls making a bet that I didn't want to make. Luca, I'm not a welcher. I just couldn't get out of work. Matt, did I, I was very adamant against this bet, remember? Yeah, you were. Because you know what? When I make a bet... I hold myself to the bet. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it was all me who started this. And it somehow became a thing of you two. <laughs> How about this? How about this? After we're done recording, if it's still open. It's not. Then you're out of luck, my friend. Yeah, you welched on your bet. I feel like if I was a superhero, it would be the guy. Maybe maybe the character would be called the Welcher. I mean, you're already that guy, so I mean, you don't have to be a superhero to be him. He drank a, a bottle of grape juice while he was, like, taught maybe like a, an enhanced sort of grape juice while he was not paying a bet. Is that like what happened on Thursday when you weren't there at the Avengers? You were sipping I, on grape juice? No, I told you I was busy. Yeah. Why didn't you come to the Avengers? I had to work late. That's it's the worst excuse I've do, ever. Do you heard. remember the, uh, the the unwritten rules of was it ex- of excuses or yeah. what was the one? I think Frank's brought up how he's just uh, he always brings up excuses that are fake, so it's hard to believe you now. I can get you some shawarma after this. I don't want a shawarma. I had shawarma just before this. Yeah. I had way too much shawarma this week. Wasn't sitting well. No, no. Look. The only thing that sits well is Charlie's. You know who loves shawarma? Who loves shawarma? Matt, do you know who loves shawarma? Nope. Earth's Mightiest Defenders, The Avengers. I don't, I don't Did think you say do. Defenders or Offenders? They offend offenders, people. Defend. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a great new superhero cast, <laughs> The Offenders. <laughs> their, their arch enemies are social justice warriors. <laughs> um, guys, what, hey, we saw it. We all saw it? Yeah. What did we think? Let's start with Matt. Give me a spoiler-free, uh, we'll say review of Avengers. It was solid. It hits on all the points and all the beats that every good Marvel movie has hit. Good villain. Yeah, it was just solid all around great movie. Okay. Luca? It felt like it was it was fantastic. So I'm gonna start with that, but it had no fat on it. I felt like they had so little time to tell a big story. And I think that's what it was. It was like straight to the point, no bullshit left and right. Like everything served a purpose that was Basically, immediately needed to be resolved. How long was the movie? I was like two hours and 20 minutes, some odd. Yeah. Did it feel like that at all? No. Ex- yeah. There you go. It did, because it was pretty warm where I was sitting. Felt uncomfortable. Well, who are you sitting beside? A grizzly bear. Yes. Yeah. Friend go. of the show. Yoso. <laughs> um, you know, to be honest, my, my, my thoughts on the movie that were that it was really, really well done. Like you said, I thought it was very, very quickly paced. Um I think anybody who hasn't seen all the Marvel movies in the in the lead up to this yeah. will definitely miss out on 
certain things. Or if you're me and have a bad memory, you're going to miss out as well. It's definitely something. I'm not telling you to binge watch 18 movies in the lead up to this, but if you you could do a little bit of homework or find a nice clip recap video on YouTube, I definitely recommend taking the 45 minutes watching somebody recap 18 movies. That way, when you head in, you'll know what's important. Yeah, like which ones would you say you had you would have to see going into Infinity War? Well, like which Marvel movies? Marty was here last week, and he was supposed to come to the movie. And like Frank, he actually, actually, unlike Frank, he actually had to stay late for work. Mm. And um, that's <laughs> and he basically was asking. He's like, I haven't watched a bunch of like some of the recent ones. I'm like, which ones? He's like, like all of them. So I told him Civil War. Yeah. And Spider-Man Homecoming, like, those are the two I... See, I think you could do without Homecoming. I think you have to watch Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to know that Tony and, and Captain, Captain America. America aren't... Iron Man and Captain America aren't, aren't besties anymore. Yeah, yeah. So that's definite. And I thought Spider-Man, because, you know, it was newer, it was fresher. Even Thor, I would maybe recommend. Oh, Ragnarok? Yeah. You definitely got to watch Ragnarok. I think I'd watch any of them with the stones. That's, like, the yeah. at least I'd say... Watch all the movies that has so Guardians, the stone. stone play. Yeah, first Guardians, first Captain America, first Avengers, Pl- Avengers two, playing with orbs. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, Matt. Thor two, even though that movie sucked. Yeah, you just it basically just tells you about the reality stone, yeah. but you don't need to watch it. You know what? This brings to mind something. I think it's time to have our contest of champions, of super champions. Mm. Based on last week, we told everybody what it would take to become an Avenger. Now we're going to create our own characters, and we're going to have a little contest where we give you your backstory, and then we're going to try to convince each other that our character deserves to be in the Avengers, and we will eventually vote on the best character Ashton isn't here. He did create a, a character. He was on the episode last week. Yep. So we will be giving you all the information on his character. Give it to him at the end because I guess it's a lot easier to just go, you know, point by point. Ashton kind of has like a whole thing there. So he couldn't come in and actually tell us. So at the end, we'll give you Ashton's character. And I say we all make our own character, like draw him up yeah. and then uh, throw him up on social media. Maybe get the, the audience to vote. We'll have our we'll have our vote and then we'll have the audience vote. And the audience vote will be the one that decides it. Yes, but we can't just put it on your social media where you have it. I'm inviting you all to throw it up on your social medias. No. And the unwritten no. rule social media. Unwritten rules where we're going with the with the points. Matt, you get final say? I think Why do I get final say? Because we're why can't we all throw it up on our own personal social medias? Why are you guys making me the guy that has what? to determine what? this? You've been you've been you're two and oh. You you're scared? I'm not scared. Are you just, scared to win for a third time? I just like keeping all the data in one place. All right. If you win, I will buy you oh, yeah, a yeah. whole Charlie Steakery. <laughs> buy a few of What does that guys. mean? It means nothing. Okay, how about this? How about this? You're gonna, if you win, I will I will attempt I will attempt to never lie to you again. I'm not even gonna Why don't you make a post on your own telling people to go to our unwritten rule page there you go. to vote. I will do no such thing. I believe in being able to put things up on your own social media accounts and that's that. You win. I'm really, I don't care enough. Let's go. Uh, Come on. And the contest begins. <laughs> 
Welcome to episode 30.5 or part 30 de? part de? part two part two. It's a sequel. It's our first sequel. Yeah. 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 We haven't, we've been wanting to do a bunch of like multi-part episodes and we haven't yet. With yeah. me, with me as always is Luca. Hi Frank. And Mademal. <laughs> hey And I am Matt. <laughs> I already, don't know Matt, Matt already just, well, no, it was Luca that introduced me so i'm frank <laughs> i don't know why that was so funny. do i just do that intro again no, that no was, it's that, good it's yeah, good it's we're leaving it because we're we're champions guys last week we talked about what it takes to get into the avengers this week we're going to tell you about how we created our own characters and there's gonna be a little contest called the contest of super champions we're going to give you our characters their backstories made up entirely by us no influence from anywhere mm-hmm. just the creativity of our own minds so let's start Going around the table, I think we have to, I guess, disclaim that we will, we might be spoiling stuff from the Marvel movies or the DC movies. Yeah, yeah. If you happen to haven't, if you've been living under a rock or in a cave for the last decade, and you haven't seen any of the Marvel movies or DCU movies, I maybe go watch the Marvel ones and try to stomach the DC ones. There's a chance we will talk about Infinity War, so. Yes. Yeah, ample spoiler warning. Yeah, so if you don't want to know anything right now, until you've seen the movie, I'd recommend stop watching, stop, stop listening. And yeah, listen to another podcast, not this one. Yeah. one. Another one of our podcasts. Like something about bathrooms. Yes, which is our highly rated one. I love that one. It's a great one. We should. We, if anything deserves a sequel. <laughs> part to the bathrooms part two. Number two. A two. Maybe things have changed in the bathrooms. We'll yeah. call it the number two. The big number two. I like it. Denver rules of the big number two. It's coming at you at some point in the future, maybe. Maybe I not. don't know. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about origin stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, they seem to be the thing that's at the heart of every really great superhero that could or could not end up in the Avengers. You guys created characters. I want to know the first thing. What is their real names? Real names of these characters. They're everyday walking around real life names. Matt? Ron Bronson. Ron Bronson. We have Ron Bronson. From Bronsonville, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> Bronson, Missouri. It's pretty close to Ron Swanson. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get an we're ultra... Not, we're man. not that creative of people, so it's no. likely ripped off from somewhere. Okay. Luca? Uh, Douglas Green is my character name. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yes. Is the, but they call him Doug. Dougie? They don't call him Douglas. They call him Doug. Was the cartoon, his close friends call him Dougie. He's got like that one Nana. Yeah. Like is it, it his Aunt May? Was that cartoon Doug? Do you remember the cartoon Doug? Yeah, with that oh, kid with the weird hair and looked the like green he was sick. vest thing. Wasn't there like a really cool intro to that cartoon? Yeah, there was. There was a good intro. Do 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 do. Yeah, I don't know why you're pointing to me. I can't continue that. I song. thought you were going to keep the song going. I've never sort of left it. me hanging, or at least do some harmonies. Um, my character's name is Plain Old Joe Smith. That's right. Joe Smith. Just Joe Smith, a name that you would possibly see 
made up in a very boring movie or yeah. television show. Okay, that's uh, look like it. You put in a lot of effort there. Wasn't the guy who invented Scientology like Joe Smith or something no, like that? Ronald or? Hubbard. No, 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 no. You're thinking of South Park um, episode. No, you're thinking of Mormonism. Yes, that's it. That's I, I believe I, from the Book of Mormon we saw. I think yes. it was like a Joe Smith or something. Yes, yes. Joe something or Joseph Smith. That's, I thought it was Ronald Hubbard. That's Scientology. We're talking Mormon. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, joking okay. Joking about Mormons and stuff like that from South Park. Well. I guess they're funny. They make candles. I, I I don't know what they do. I just watched the Book of Mormon. And I'm assuming that was more a joke than it was real. So, well, I guess that some people would consider that a tragic is tragic existence. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to the next part of the origin story. Give me the tragic events that befall our would be heroes and turn them into these super powered people that they are. Matt, mine doesn't have a tragic. Backstory. Oh, you're going against the grain. Yeah, went against the grain. What happened to Ron Bronson? Why did Ron Bronson become born a mutant? He was was a born mutant. What a cop! Did he at least grow into it in puberty when he's supposed to? Yeah, of course. That's exactly how it happens. Okay, so he started getting some acne, getting no reason boners. Yep, humping trees, confused sexually. (laughs) Is his name NRB? Damn straight it is. (laughs) Come on, his superhero name is NRB. No, I wish it was. Ooh, that would have been good. So that's it. He was just a born mutant. Yeah, Nothing man. special. Nothing special. Any tragic call to action for him? No, not really. He's just he's just confused in his life. He just got it. He just got <laughs> we'll, it. We'll, we'll explain. Yeah, more. I think there's a, there's yeah. a reason why he doesn't have a tragic. So like, he he just didn't get his like letter from the Xavier Academy of gifted kids. He just yeah. Okay, Luca. Spelled. Give me the backstory on what was your character's name again? Uh, it's Douglas Green. I'm gonna call him Doug from now on. Okay. Until Doug. we get to the reveal of my character's name. Go ahead. Tell me more about Doug. Um, Doug was a young lad when this happened, he, and he had um, his first asthma attack, which almost killed him from a Volkswagen <laughs> diesel emission. Oh so one goodness. of the diesel's emissions came in and messed with his lungs. This is so weird. I feel like that was I've his heard first, this backstory before. There's a, that was his first one. Okay. And then the second one was his father was a big, he was a man in big oil, mm-hmm. and uh, he, was, he had a great family, beautiful house, the white picket fence, all of that jazz, right? Okay. And one day... On an oil rig, Doug's dad, Frank, coincidentally like your name. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. He passed away on that uh, on an oil tank uh, mishap where there's a fire and it caused uh, damage to the local ecosystem. So, yeah, he lost his father. BP, BP did he work for BP? I'm not going to mention the name. Deepwater Horizon over here? Because it's fictional. That's why I will not mention it because I don't want any trouble. <laughs> this all feels so familiar. Um, okay, well, I guess that leads me to mine. Joe Smith. Joe Smith used to work on the second floor of a sky, skyscraper mm-hmm. in a city very similar to uh, Metropolis. He was a data. He worked for a data analysis firm. He was uh, somebody who analyzed data for a living. He met his wife working for the company, and they married and had two kids who both attended the daycare on the first floor. So kids on the first floor, them on the second floor. Sure enough, a company similar to a LexCorp, mm-hmm. something owned by an evil bald man, bald man yeah. uh, took one of the upper floors and started developing some pretty special chemicals up there. And then in a superhero-related incident with some sort of a flying pair of seemingly indestructible gods Mm -hmm. uh, crashed into a building, causing it to collapse. It happened to be the building that Joe Smith was working in, crunching some numbers. And for some reason, 
he survives the the tower collapse and is covered by a purple substance and that purple substance it gives him the ability to project a energy wave mm-hmm. that essentially strips everyone's special powers away. I like it. And that's why We're talking about the powers too, huh? Yeah. So, I didn't get to my power. So what ends up happening is the the tower comes down. Yeah. He looks up at the we'll we'll say Superman like and General Zod like figures battling up in the air, and says, you know, man, I wish that uh, there were no superheroes because I'm pretty sure everyone in this building is dead. Yeah. And sure enough, Batman and, or Superman and Zod, their doppelgangers, just fall right out of the sky and splat. So wait, his his he wishes people to lose their powers, or do they have to be in contact with his well, orb? See, this is what he doesn't realize. It's not his actual wishes they're doing because right after this, he says he wishes that it would start raining money and his family would mm-hmm. come back to life. Yeah, they don't. No. So as it turns out, that Lexicorp sort of company mm-hmm. was developing a chemical that they could give to the water supply for humans to have them project a energy wave all around the world that would eliminate superheroes. And yeah. supervillains. The so, only ones that would remain would be the smart. So Batman would be fine. I put some real time into this. This uh, I borrowed from a lot of pre-existing properties. Well, to I didn't know where we were going with it. If you want to know, are we going back to the powers again, or was this our point to tell you the power? Oh, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to get to that okay, after. Okay, I okay. just His powers are di- directly tied to his tragedy okay, moment. gotcha. So, yeah. And uh, by the way, my character's name, and this is where we'll all go now, mm-hmm. That was the day my character became the mediocre man. His okay. power is that he makes men and women alike mediocre. Ooh, makes super spe- people mediocre. Yes. I like it. I thought it was just a funny character name when you told me it earlier, but nope. now I know why. I think he could be a good, good, actually like a good character. Yeah, perhaps. Matt, what is uh, Ron Bronson's <laughs> <laughs> name? Uh, his superhero name is The Void. The Void? Yes. Mm-hmm. And how, and pray tell, why is he called The Void? Because his inspiration, his whole sole purpose is searching for meaning in life. He is so inept with purpose, and he feels a giant void. Ah, like the, the wandering earth type, like Cain from the legend of exactly. the Kung Fu, the legend continues. And so he thinks by helping others... It will help fill the void he feels in his life. Sounds like somebody's walking in the footsteps of Jesus. That's cool. That is cool. I, I, I can't wait to I hear I thought where it was hilarious. Goes. That's why I was making it. I thought you were like, going to go with Slayer as your character. Because <laughs> no, we had a great idea for another character. You ran it by us, and we had some good ideas with it. Yeah, he's as arch nemesis is the man. Yeah, that's great. Forge <laughs> from the rock gods. Exactly. Oh boy. Okay, so he switched it up. Okay. His sir. weapon is a guitar neck. <laughs> Just like a like a broken guitar neck. Yeah, which, and he has. I, I think that's where it derailed yeah. at that point, where Matt realized to not keep going with it. He uses it like as a nine tails, where he like the hanging strings. He still exactly. whips you with. Okay, that's uh, gross. But <laughs> Douglas Green, Luca, tell us about Douglas Green. What is his superhero name? Well, he was going. He tried to make his name, which we were talking about. You should, you know, do you make your own name or is it just given to you? Okay. So he went with trying to make his own name, and he wanted to be called the Green Stickler. <laughs> please, please explain. It should so, have been the green tickler. Well, no, no, no. I'll tell you why. Because when he grew up, while like all the other kids were watching like the X Men and these real, you know, superheroes that because you know I'm I'm thinking this is the Avengers universe, right? That's what we're doing. How 
our characters can fit with the Avengers. So these kids are watching like real superheroes, like you know, uh, like Wolverine, the X Men, watching uh, Captain America. You're, they're seeing all these real guys. And his favorite superhero growing up was Captain Planet. And then he found out that although everyone else's superheroes were real, his wasn't. Can you give me a little context? Who is Captain Planet? He's the hero who will take pollution down to zero if you listen to their theme song. Captain America, uh, it's not Captain America. Captain Planet was a 90s cartoon, possibly 80s. Was um, he the one with the mullet? He was the one with the green, like. The mullet. And they all had yeah. the rings. Oh, I remember him now. So he was basically trying, it was like um, an environmentalist superhero. <laughs> And um, yeah, so he, he turns out he was fake. <laughs> Fuck, that was the worst Please cartoon. tell me your arch nemesis is Scott Pruitt. I don't know who Scott Pruitt. He's the head of the EPA. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, now I remember. <laughs> oh. um, so, so um, yeah, so he found out it was fake. So he, I guess, at, you know, adding that to the thing that screwed up his lungs. Sorry, so he thought screwed up his lungs. That's, that's where his power comes from. Okay. Anyways, and then also his father dying on the oil rig. Um, so he, he wants to be the green guy. So he's stickler for things being green, but it turns out his suit will get more into it. He, ha it's, uh, it's a hundred percent biodegradable. So it, on it says a hundred percent biodegradable. So they call him biodegradable. That's his, that's the, the, the city has adopted as his superhero name. Here comes biodegradable. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they throw in man, biodegradable man. So he, what, he just like decomposes. That's they, look. It's like it's like the S. You know, like oh, that's super. That stands for Wait, super. Does, Superman. does he decompose things that he touches? Uh, look, I'm not the I'm not the general population. And uh, the funniest hero I've ever heard. What, I'm not understanding. What do you, do you want to get? Do you want me to get into the costume then? Right now, let's get into the costume because I don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know. Okay, biodegradable man. Yeah, I'll tell you why. He wants to be the green stickler, but unfortunately, it's like, you know, when people brand you a name. Yeah. He is. So the one thing about people who are green, they're very like to throw it in people's faces, right? So he wants people to know that his suit is 100% biodegradable. So it's biodegradable. On the front is the recycle, reduce, reuse uh, tr triangle. That's his uh, front symbol. What is going on? I don't know what is going on right now. This is my character. What do you mean what's going on? You told me to make Matt's a character. Matt's laughing like there's something I'm missing. Holy shit. It's just so random. Oh, like, yeah, because I, I, I didn't tell anyone who my character was. I guess Matt wasn't expecting someone that was an environmentalist. But yeah, so he's a 100% biodegradable suit. And on the front is the, the three arrows that go in like a circle, kind of. like a triangle sounds, circle. It sounds like your, your, your character is like a series of transformers that are based off of like things in society and how we recycle and get rid of our garbage i can Look, see he's it now that's why it's so funny he's, like, yeah. Picturing this sign on so yeah on, on the chest is the recycle reduce reuse sign and on the back is biodegradable so they're like oh look it's biode biodegradable man that's what that came up and it's stuck he wanted the green stickler but biodegradable man seems to be how do you know that's him i can fully smell him biodegrading <laughs> yeah. as we speak he, he has to change his suit twice usually during a battle because that biodegradable material he just gets those gross fucking it just rips stands. apart it's garbage yeah that's yeah. a shitty suit <laughs> imagine his like imagine one of his powers was like when he wants to trip up a villain that's running he shoots like a banana peel out of his hand yeah it's good for the earth <laughs> And it apparently makes people slip. So his uh, his team, uh, the, the composters. Ooh, that's good. I should have like thought it. of that one. His his uh, nemesis <laughs> should be Plastic Man and uh, Biohazard. 
Okay. Well, Tell you me his that vehicle yeah. is a recyclable, the recyclable. So trucks. far, I feel like Luca's character is winning. <laughs> In my mind, I kind of want to see hilarious. this character come to life. I got a lot of stuff here. Hopefully, I can get through it all. <laughs> his character's oh, fucking hilarious. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about philosophy. Okay, because a lot of characters have their philosophy. You, know, you get a guy like the Punisher. Uh, he thinks killing is okay. You whether you jaywalk or you you know rape or whether you commit genocide, you break crimes or you break laws, and the Punisher comes for you, and he isn't going to just put you in jail. He's going to take your life. You get guys like Captain America who always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman, truth, justice in the American way. Batman's is, you know, kind of like I like to scare the shit out of people and beat them within an inch of their life and foil their plans. Everybody has their own superhero philosophy. Guys, give me the superhero philosophy of yours. Matt was Ron. I feel like your character's name should just be Ron Bronson because I can remember it. The Void. It's not that hard. Okay. What is the Void's philosophy? Uh, Basically, he is doing good for others, but not because he wants to, because he's trying to cure himself of his void. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's selfish. But he in does good things in turn for his selfishness. Exactly. Hmm. And he is an anti-hero in the sense that he's not afraid to take a life if it means doing what's best. So he fills the void with the souls of that he would vanquish. Yeah, I guess. It's pretty dark. It's pretty metal, I guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tell me about biodegradable man. Why is he? Uh, why is he? What's his philosophy? Yeah. He um, he doesn't like killing. No. But like his top priority. Can I guess? Go for it. He likes to close the loop. That's I guess technically yes. But his top priority is to push the agenda of climate change and all sorts of you know environmentalist uh, opinion. Are you sure that biodegradable man isn't really Al Gore underneath? <laughs> that would have been a good, uh, a good, a good alias. A good alias. That would have been a great one. I should have thought of that. Celsius. No, yeah. So his thing is to push the green movement on people, and that would probably, if he had a weapon, it's called the green movement. I just came up with that now. <laughs> <laughs> he just he moves towards you, and green happens. Or a green piece. It's like it's like a, in the in the shape of a, a peace sign, like a blade that comes in and cuts you down. I like it. I like it. It takes the idea of peace and yes. makes it violent. Yes. He at number one, the environment. Number two, people's lives. Okay. The persona. Now, some villains are more grandiose, some superheroes are more grandiose, some of them are underplayed. Like Batman works from the shadows. Joker laughs in your face. Mm-hmm. Spidey likes to shit talk while he fights, but in his everyday life as Peter Parker, he's a bit of a reserved nerd. Give me the persona of your guy. Is he is he flashy? Is he quick witted? Like when bio when biodegradable man is yeah. beaten down on villains, is he uh, throwing out little quips about recycling? He's very preachy. Um, he he's serious because mm. there's no climate change is no joke. Climate that's, change that's is his, no joke. No, so he's very serious and he educates. What's going on here? Oh, okay, I think my Siri went off when I said serious. Um, okay. He gets, he basically preaches to them and lets them know what they've done wrong. 
So, like, he, one of his abilities is, like, he's got, because of his lungs and everything, like, his sense of smell is also fixed, so he can smell if, like, plastics were mixed into the garbage. <laughs> so he likes to, like, his enemies are people who, you know, throw, like, mix their garbage and recycling together. He hates that. So his average society? Yeah, he, he'll average beat them down. Average citizens? Average yeah. citizens? Yeah, average citizens, he'll threaten them. He won't beat them down. If they're super, like, villains, then he'll, like, throw some punches. So bio, Biohazard Man works on, or Biodegradable Man yes. works on one day in the week. It's when garbage gets picked up. Well, on, depending trolls. on which street. Depending on which street. Unionized? No, no union. Holy shit. <laughs> It's interesting. It's an interesting take on um, superhero. I don't know if we're gonna get there, so I wanted to say his like dislikes are um, foam cups, not u- not using reusable coffee tumblers, just getting the cups. He hates that. What and, about the uh, six pack things? The whole the whole oh, beer. Don't get him started on that. All the birds that we've lost <laughs> oh, and the fish. Oh, yeah. they can't swim with that. And then uh, a lack of awareness on social issues. Of course, that's a, a dislike of his, especially when they concern <laughs> the environment. Especially. Okay, uh, my guy is um, his philosophy was built obviously out of his family being murdered mm-hmm. in front of him, uh, whether it was incidental contact or not. Based on the two superheroes flying into the building, it still resulted in death. So he figures the world is actually better off without people who can do these things. He wants to see everything get taken down. So he's kind of like passive because he knows what he can do now. He knows that just being around them can mm-hmm. kill them. In fact, the only thing or kill their power, the only thing he really wants is is to be able to increase his power. That's his only driving will to okay. continue to live is that he figures if he can get enough of whatever that green slime or purple slime story that got on him was. So he's he's a little bit of an underplayed mush, if I had to say. My guy's a bit of a mush. He lost his family, so he's going to yeah. be sad, a sad Sally. You know, I respect him for uh, for trying. It's a lot of people, you know, they're just like, oh, we got to deal with it, and with, you know, and move on. Yeah, he, he's, like, he's sticking with it. I like that. It's weird. I feel like he could he could use benefit from therapy, my character, but yeah, he'd be like, a lot better probably for the world. Because I'm I'm assuming he's like that guy that like one of his things is like his weakness will be he'll like get too involved with the power and then possibly cause harm. There's. It's kind of tied to his like death story. Okay. Oh, you went all the way to the death story. Well, I have a, I have a like an arc. Okay. Want to see him get to? Mm-hmm. Um, guys, another big thing for our superheroes. We talked about it a little bit already with Luca and the Rivals. We, I think we skipped Matt there. Oh, Matt, I'm sorry. Persona. I, I know my my heroes. You know, not the greatest. But he's still. Yeah, he's sorry. Every, 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 every time I think you. of your character, I just think of this massive void, and like I just I can't. <laughs> I can't see. I don't seem yeah, to be Yeah, so able my to guy's really him. confused. That's his persona. So, like, when he's fighting, mm-hmm. he's, like, punching the guy, and he's asking, why am I doing this? Yeah. Is this really meaningful? Is this necessary? So he's very existential. Exactly. While, while, he, while he's beating the shit out of him. He has exactly. existential crises, crises while he's beating the shit out of his exactly. villain. So, like, his, like, flaw is he should maybe figure this shit out on his own and not take it out on some, like, possibly innocent person. Am I really even punching a face? Yeah. What's behind this face? Can he even feel my fist hitting him? Even How? though the guy responds, yes, he still doesn't know the answer. He's like, but my fist doesn't believe you. Maybe if you could convince my fist not to hit your face. Yeah, so my guy's very confused. The void sounds like if Frederick Nietzsche was given the power to fight crime. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so his persona is pretty much that he's confused and sort of 
unsure about his own actions. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. overthinks. Sounds like a sounds like it's tough enough to be a superhero. You just like made it incredibly harder for years. Yeah, he's got mental like uh, the mental health to worry about. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. <laughs> like just well, like a superhero who's cursed in you, every sense. That would be a good character because there's a lot of people dealing with mental health issues and some like someone to kind of well, bring that out. I think Moon Knight deals with that. I don't know who Moon Knight is. Moon Knight's a Marvel character. Okay. He's uh, I believe he has schizophrenia. Okay. Um there's a couple characters I know that have had stuff. Usually, like, the depression stuff tends to come out a lot in the X-Men. We see characters that are suffering with having to be a mutant. Yeah, you yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Be, well... And also teenagers who are kind of moody, oh, so you I, get I that. Oh, I put that in with my character, <clears throat> something about that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense now. That's why he made him a mutant. It was where they are welcome. Um... Okay, how about we go to Rivals? Luke already talked about it. Um, people who would cross litter. Well, rival is what? Like someone who is also trying to like do what they're doing, no? Because um, mine is a vegan man who is the rival. Because oh he po- cause vegan man believes that not eating meat, because they say cows uh, produce a lot of... Um, what is that? Methane. Is methane. Is, it's, it's, it's a gas that's bad for the environment, regardless. So, vegan man's approach to fixing the climate problem is through eating less meat. So that's his rival. But I understand. Like, what, what, what's his what's his power? He's. I don't know. I don't. I don't know uh, who vegan man truly is yet. I haven't put in as much thought, but I just know he. Maybe he turns like cows into like trees or something. I don't know. Or maybe. Maybe he can control plant. No, it wouldn't make sense. Why would he be able to control things? He makes plants tastier, so people would rather eat plants than meat. He makes like a carrot taste like a hot dog. Yeah. Imagine everybody's walking around near a baseball field with like a bunch of carrots in a bun. And healthy Big Macs that are like vegan. Let's get a taste as good as Big Macs. Let's get a ballpark carrot. I could go for for some street carrots. Can I get a big C? Is what they'll call Mm. it. Imagine putting ketchup on a big carrot. Well, if it tastes as good as a hot dog. Some sauerkraut on the carrot. That's the best thing. You laugh, but Vegan Man makes that shit real. Okay, what else could Vegan Man turn into? Okay, I'll throw out a vegetable. You tell me what he turns it into. Tomato. Uh, Into a 12-ounce steak. I like it rare because it's red. Yeah, I guess depending on the color of the tomato is the the cooked level. If it was green. Oh, that'd be... Be a, a, a expired steak. Let's say jalapeno. <laughs> Maybe like he turns it into a jalapeno popper or something. Ooh, yeah, like that. Um, okay, all right. Vegan man, I buy it. Okay, so that's his rival. It's not his his uh, enemy. It's not his main villain. It's not arch nemesis, but it's the guy who he's like rivaled with. He's compared to. What does he turn turnips into? Um, he likes to actually make a like a chicken pad thai with that. Okay. Yeah, that's what he does. Makes makes turnips taste like chicken pad thai. <laughs> I don't even know chicken where to pad go. That's beautiful. Uh, allies. Who are some of the allies of your characters? Matt, who's an ally of the void? The filler? No. Oh, the he filler has no allies. He is a, a lone wolf. Okay. And his rival is any mutant who has his shit figured out and is in a basket case. He likes to bring his misery to those who have their shit together. (laughs) I feel like he would get along well with Professor X. Essentially. Okay. Is it Professor X? Is it under an alter ego? Luca? 
Um, his allies are Alan Smug, <laughs> who seems to have his ear to the ground, finding new threats to the environment. That's his ally, right? So they work together sometimes to find new threats and take care of them. He's like, he, he <laughs> says, like, bio, biodegradable man, biodegradable man. I don't know if you know this, but the polar ice caps are melting. Mm -hmm. Polar bears. Yeah. They're just, they're just stuck out there. Did yeah, they're actually friends at a young age. Did you say his name was Alan Smug? Smug, yes, Alan Smug. Such a great name. <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's also there's Captain Renewable. And she uh, gains all her strength from uh, renewable energy sources. So the sun. Well, the sun, the wind. Wind isn't renewable necessarily. It is. What if the atmosphere collapses? Well, then we're all fucked. It's not infinitely renewable, but right now, as long as the atmosphere stays intact and there's different pressures around the world for air. Any other allies? Uh, that's that's it. That's it. Vegan man, they're not really buddies because they're kind of competing. So You're not going to go with the composters? You're not going to give me a breakdown on the composters? Well, the composters, Alan Smug and Captain Renewable will eventually join the composters. The, com the composters. Composters. I'm like compostable. No, composters, yes. Yeah, Eventually okay. they will. So the composters are the equivalent in your universe of what the Avengers would be. Yes, but that's obviously if things go as planned, which they never do. Okay. My guy has no natural allies. The, the character that I've created is essentially sort of not really liked by anybody because superheroes lose their powers and supervillains so he's kind of like like matt's matt's character the void he's a standalone yeah he's a lone wolf i don't know i guess we like our lone vigilantism lastly i think we're going to discuss really quickly what was the big superhero moment for your character ashton was really a big stickler on this that you know, a big thing has to happen with your character before they become a superhero. Quite frankly, I think a man who can bio be biodegradably sensible and a character who is void, voidy, of emotion. he's voidy, <laughs> you know, I think that's pretty impressive. And mm -hmm. I, you know, my guy has the ability to make anybody mediocre. Yeah. Well, I guess my moment, I didn't think about that. I was into other things, but I realized what it is. What is it? The, uh, the Paris Climate Accord. Ooh. He actually brought that to being. Yeah. He Trump backed out. That was like his, that's like the twist on the story, right? Like okay. that you, but he's the one who like behind the doors got that work and no one knows, but he like influenced people to make that Paris climate accord. It's like, there's, there's like a big secret meeting happening and all you hear is a whisper from like the, the shadows, like sign the treaty. Yeah. And then people are like, oh my God, it smells in here. It, it smells, smells like, like, it smells like fresh air that we wouldn't have if we don't sign this accord. He's like, I know. <laughs> I wanted you to get a glimpse of the future. It could be so beautiful. It could be beautiful. It could be beautiful if we would just take care of this planet, but Yeah, like Captain Planet wasn't real, so we got biodegradable man. Matt, what's your character's big superhero moment? He finds love? No, no, it's much more complex than that. And okay. How he um he tried to live his life as a normal everyday man. But after dealing with this void, this feeling of nothingness, mm -hmm. he lost his job as a fitness trainer. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I wrote this in. He lost his job as a fitness trainer. And in doing such, he was roaming the streets and he helped, he figured out you know, saw someone in need mm -hmm. and he saved them thinking, hey, this kind of felt nice. So it's like kind of like his crack. You got a taste and he needs some more. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened is he helped someone in peril 
realize, hey, this is kind of nice. Maybe this is what I was meant to do. Maybe this is my purpose. It makes a lot of sense because he would have got used to making people feel good as a trainer. Mm -hmm. Gets fired from being a trainer. Needs to fill that void with making people feel good again and helping people. It's a great character, though. If you think about like the the message it spreads, like mm. as a person, because a lot of people are going through some shit and they sometimes don't feel like you know life's all fair and, and their life is put together. This guy shows helping people. Maybe it'll make you feel a little more whole, like you got your shit in order. And you know what? I mean, like this isn't to make make light of any type of mental illness. No. It's it's just a positive take on a character who maybe has it. And you know, I applaud him. I'm uh, the void is growing on me. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know I think it's I think it's about time. Unless Luca, you want to add anything? I, I don't know where we're going with this, so you can just. Well, I was going to give everybody a little back back okay. uh, a little bit of backstory for Ashton's character. Okay, sure. Okay, so Ashton's character, uh, the, the tragic backstory goes as such: backstory. Ashton was just a wee lad when he was camping with his parents in Algonquin Park. So Ashton just used his own name because he was. Uh, Really putting in the effort here. Okay. And that is located in uh, the Muskoka region of Ontario. Is what? it? I don't know. I feel like that's wrong. I feel like it's wrong. I feel like it's much further north than Muskoka. I, I, I think Algonquin's like east and Muskoka's west of it. Anyways. Again, great semantics. effort, Ashton. Uh, one rule his parents always reminded of reminded him of was to never leave any food lying around because it will attract bears. You know what, Ashton? One of the other rules they should have told you was complete your sentences. Yeah, he, and uh, he spell a lot of spelling errors in there. Well, one <laughs> night, a bunch of hooligans, hooligan millennials, left some PB&J sandwiches. That's peanut butter and jelly peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for anybody who doesn't understand acronyms, lying around the campsite. Out of nowhere pops up a huge bear. Not just any bear, but this one was different. It seems to have... <laughs> my God. It seems to have a strange goo dripping out of its mouth. His parents jump was, out. Was this bear downtown Toronto? Or? Also, also, Ashton, just stay in one tense. You're jumping all over the place. This goes from <laughs> present to past. That's, to why he didn't, that's why he didn't show up, because he didn't want to read this. It's, I, I wouldn't want to read this. His parents jumped out of their cots to protect Ashton, getting mauled by the bear in the process. Well, this this isn't true. I've met Ashton's parents. They both don't look like they've been mauled by bears. No. Uh, obtaining his powers. Uh, the bear that was covered uh, with the goo in its mouth bites Ashton on the hand, transferring the goo into his veins. Wow. I mean, you literally ripped that off of Spider-Man. Well, it's a pretty easy way to go, I guess. Gained a newfound, he gains a newfound strength. The that new as he got older. These aren't even honestly, Ashton. Like you didn't even try. You just wrote bad. So I'm gonna just. He's like like Wolverine mixed with Spider. Heightened sense of smell, retractable claws that that came or cam out of his nails, which I think can talk to bears. So that's you know ripped off of Anchorman. Hair in strange new places, funny. Okay, puberty, weakness, weakness. Uh, PB and J sandwiches, bear traps, and napping. <laughs> it's so hibernation. Hibernation, stupid. like his character just hibernates for six months of the year. Crime beat, go like crime shoots through the roof in those six months. Okay, his costume. Uh, it's a helmet resembling a grizzly bear head. For a ridge. <laughs> Full body suit with grizzly hair pieces throughout, creating a protective barrier around his body, except from fire because hair is flammable. 
Let's hope you never come up against a fire-powered villain, Ashton. What? Special boots. Here we here it comes with the special boots that have claws built into the toes for attacking and climbing. I would hope that he just had like openings for where the toes were because I'm assuming his character has like got abilities that can stretch out his nails like his fingernails do for uh, you know for claws. So again, the effort level on this uh, character you've created, Ashton, is staggering. Uh, number four. Ashton was a big proponent of keeping your anonymity. Uh, so he works as a park ranger, keeping the park safe from wild animal attacks, much like the one that, I guess, befell him and his family when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, loud disturbances and litterers. So, so he's also, I guess, he might eventually cross paths with uh, Biodegradable Man. That would be a nice little team up. Maybe yeah. get a little bit of uh, the void in there. Yeah, just just to depress. The I think he'd be upset with like, you know what? That'd be great. Like the void thinks that the biodegradable man has his shit together, but actually he's trying to fill his own void, and it's like they blow each other's minds because the void, like the void, thinks he has it together and he's trying to pull it apart from him. Yet biodegradable man realizes he's just like the void. I can see a great exchange where the void says to him, "You know, biodegradable man, you really got your shit together," and he just turns and says, "I'm actually made of shit." <laughs> Because he's biodegradable. <laughs> He'll turn oh, into Oh, man, that's rich. Manure man. Um, one of the other big, <laughs> big rules, I guess this is what Ashton sort of used to make his character, the, the big superhero moment, getting recognized. Um, so the Grizzly, as Ashton's calling his character, um, went up against his arch nemesis, the axe-wielding, flannel-wearing Burly. So name is Burly. The villain's name is Burly. Not okay. even the Burly, just Burly. That's cool. Snagged in a bear trap and through lack of will, feasted on PB and sandwiches. PB and J sandwiches. Ashton was easy to. Go- I'm going to read this as he's written it. So <laughs> bear with me, folks. Ashton was easy to go into hibernation mode. Burley was out to set fire to Algonquin Park while in peaking while in peak camping season. Okay, so if I got this right, Grizzly gets snagged in a bear trap. He then feasts on a shit ton of PB and J sandwiches. Yeah, because that's his weakness. He loves them. Okay, so you're telling me a bear that got caught in a bear trap is going to just not address the bear trap that's probably crushing their leg? Yeah, he's hungry. Just eat some PB and J's and then hibernate while their legs being chomped on by a fucking bear trap. In my head, what I think Ashton meant, and this is me just making a huge assumption to have this make sense. Filling the void of his story. Yes. uh, (laughs) The bear trap is one of those rope, like, you know, the net ones that you step in. mm. That would make sense. And there's a PB and J sandwich there to begin with. So might as well eat it. You're trapped. Like it was like a fake setup of a picnic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. you're right, though. A bear trap, which is a real thing, clomps down on your leg. I feel like he wrote this while he was watching an episode of Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, Burley was about to set fire to Algonquin Park while in the peak ca- while in peak camping season. Mm-hmm. Probably meaning a lot of dead trees and some frisky teenagers. Uh, once the fire started, the grizzly summoned the local bears to get him free. So he could talk to bears. I think that's one yeah, of his that powers. That's one of his powers. Yeah. Makes sense. One of the only things in this that does. Uh, once free, <laughs> the grizzly and his friends named Smokey and the, his bandits. Real not, original right there. Yeah, there's a lot of 
just heavy stolen, borrowing. yeah, heavy borrowing, well, heavy borrowing. From, yes, we'll say from uh, Robin Hood and his merry men, his and band the of and merry the bandit. men. We're able to put out the fire by knocking one of the lit trees down and dousing them in the dirt. So they just knock all the burning trees so they, down. They killed the trees. Okay, so small small price to pay which, to save the forest. Yeah, yeah. Which um, it, my characters here would uh, would the be life against. of a few trees. That, that's where they would break. That would be like the the Civil War moment where they separate, where Captain America and Iron Man separate. The Once they start War. knocking trees down, It'd be like you're not allowed to take the trees out. No. Well, the Grizzly, along with Smokey and his bandits, subdue Burley, saving the forest and its campers. One of the camper, campers happens to be Hawkeye while he was enjoying his retirement with his family, garnering the grizzly... Grizzly's uh, attention for the Avengers. Okay. So that's how the grizzly becomes part of the Avengers. Okay. I was going to give Ashton two minutes here to make his case for the grizzly. Yeah. I believe he's done so much more than that in this fine piece of writing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say that the Grizzlies not qualified to be an Avenger. The Avengers are like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, we'll call you. It's yeah. like, do you sure don't want me to hang around? He's like, no, we'll call you. Don't worry. Yeah. It's like, but I didn't give you my number. Don't, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get. It. Don't worry. Like, don't worry. We'll get you some a job in PR. We're the Avengers. We'll find you. It's like they, they send Grizzly to become the guy who replaces Sm Smokey the Bear, <laughs> just doing PSAs for preventing forest fires. You have to knock down trees. Yeah, I mean, like that's the best like this character can hope for. Really. Can't, can't have a forest fire if there's no trees. That's true. He's he's gaming the system. Technically, Burley might be the hero of this story. <laughs> <laughs> Cut down What's those his trees. Superpowers? And what are all your superpowers? You, by the way. Oh, my characters. Well, we didn't get to it, but or you did. You yeah, did. my character. But me, is, Matt didn't. Yeah. I don't think we got. Okay, what's it. your character superpower, Matt? So, because he's a mutant, mm -hmm. he has enhanced super strength. Okay, but he's also immortal. That seems like a nightmare. And that's just it. This is what fuels his void mm. is he doesn't know what the purpose of his life is because he can never die. Everyone he loves eventually dies. Okay. He's lost everything. Now, wait, is he like vampire immortal where things can still kill him? He'll just live forever. No, like nothing, nothing kills. can kill him. Like his body is of a super regenerative. Perfect. I have a question then. When people create characters that are immortal, let's say an asteroid hits the planet and the planet shatters into a thousand pieces. Does yes, he would die in that sense. You'd have well, to imagine. Would? I thought he'd just be floating, floating in space. space. Yeah. yeah. And the problem with space is if you don't have nothing to like push off of, you're just stuck wherever you're going. Right. Feels like he's in a void. <laughs> That's his like worst nightmare. That's the actual void. Yeah. No, but the whole point of the idea was being immortal isn't a good thing to him. It's like he doesn't want to be a hero. He doesn't want to be immortal. So, and the only way he can fill that void, what if he's like fully satisfied? Can he die then? I think that's the time where he could die, where he's fully satisfied. That's why he strives for it. His weakness is but the, and the, and a fulfilled, happy life. And the, and the twist is he wants to live at that point. But when he's hap truly happy he is dies. when he can get killed. So, like, we're talking, like, the way he would die is, like, just after a long day of crime fighting, maybe he takes out one of his all-time arch nemesis. He sits on his rocking chair on the porch. Opens up Lights a up a pipe. His son, like, shows him the ultrasound of, like, the, the child they're having. Yeah. <laughs> like, that he's going to be a grandfather. His and then he gets killed. His wife comes in and says, like, you know, we, we, we can finally retire. We have enough saved up. And he goes... 
I've lived a good life. And then he just like he, he does he like take a gun and shoot himself? No, no, he like he, he almost like force <laughs> evaporates. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have a wife because he would have outlived her. He could find many wives. See, I feel like I feel like in the vo- in the case of the void, what would happen is he'd attempt to kill himself with the gun. The bullet would ricochet <laughs> off his head, go through the belly of his son's pregnant wife, oh. while hitting a pole, ricocheting back, going through the head of the son, and then the wife attempting to dive in front of him before it comes back for a second attempt on him, takes a bullet through the heart. His family's dead. Meanwhile, he doesn't realize the pipe he had lit dropped, lit his farm on fire. And, and then he tries to shoot himself quickly because he thinks he's still fulfilled, but it's already gone. No, 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 no. The bullet won't kill him. It's like he's already empty again. Ah. Thus creating the void. Yes. The character's dark, man. I don't know if you're going to be able to sell that comic book to kids. To DC, he can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, shit. I thought we were going for the Justice League. <laughs> They're like... He tries to sell it to DC. They're like, can it kill one more baby? Can, can the character be responsible for one more baby death? Why don't we just name him Anakin then? Okay, guys. Well, I didn't go to my... Let me go to my, my powers. You don't even know who... what. About <laughs> Tell me your powers, okay? I'm well, one, dying for one, to find he, out. His one ability is seeing through people's <laughs> bullshit. So when people like, you know, he like notices that they take the cans and the garbage together away. He's like, did you throw that in separate bins? Or? Yeah, yeah, we did. But he knows their. So lying. he like okay. he, his superpower is fighting the corporations that have those big garbage cans and they have the three holes in it, but it all okay. funnels into one area. That is, yeah, he hates that. But he doesn't just go after corporations. He doesn't just go after the big men. He's uh, up and down the list of people. He's 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 down for everyone. How does he feel about companies that dump chemicals right into like large pockets of water? Oh, that 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 crushes him. That crushes him. That's like a weakness from him when he sees it. It like hurts. So I'm gonna go with um. So. I already told you how you can smell if recycling bins are, you know, if they've got the proper stuff in there otherwise. Okay. Um, he also has, because um, of his lungs, the thing with the diesel emissions, it actually, like, made something happen with his lungs where he can, like, go through hazardous, like, oh, situations. So like, 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 literally somebody could drop, like, Agent Orange and he'd just be able to walk he through He can like- go through any gas, anything he can, even space. Like, breathing will not affect him. He can always breathe in underwater, anywhere you want. He can always breathe. Even in a place that's void of air. Yes. Like space. He grabs uh, see, I buy that water. dark matter. I buy water because... No, there's dark matter that we can't see that I think we just... Uh, that has oxygen in it. Well, for him, it's oxygen. For everyone else, it doesn't exist. Okay, buy it. And then uh, also, another thing is when he you know, preaches the word of, you know, being green. And he's also a fan of veganism. So whenever he, pu- he pushes that on people, he gets like a, a sense of like a high sense, okay. which actually makes him lighter. So, you know, Superman wasn't originally like a flying guy. He just like leaped. He wasn't, he didn't actually yeah, have the ability just to just leap tall buildings in yeah. a single bound. So that's what he kind of does. So he doesn't fly, but he can jump and like stay in the air a lot longer than people. Okay. So cause, cause of, but, but then that goes with his, like his power limitation. It's uh, the longer he goes without recycling or telling people about it. Uh, he gets more grounded and he can't fly. <laughs> I feel like one of the ways he regains strength is he just eats, eats actual manure. <laughs> is what? he from Cleveland? <laughs> no. My, my you don't. Re- you didn't get the reference. No. The guy when Cleveland won the NBA championship, a guy ate. Oh no, it was Philly. Sorry, Philly. He ate shit off the ground. Like That's disgusting. What? 
classy. He doesn't eat shit. I don't know. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> Biodegradable man will make shit that you can, you know, put in your garden to like help know, your man. plants. It sounds grow. like he eats shit, dude. He doesn't eat shit. I don't know, dude. He, okay. I want you in the next, you have two minutes, make a case for why the shit eater should be an Avenger. <laughs> well, uh, they need a guy because if you look, they're kind of irresponsible, the Avengers, right? Okay. They kind of just break shit down and the, all these ships are crashing and like all those ships are, is there a like pollution control on them? You know how Volkswagen got caught with the diesel emission scandal? I want to see the emissions of their vehicles. They got a huge fucking ship. The, Quin, that, the Quinjet? Yeah. Like, it's probably just pumping like plutonium fumes and, into and, the atmosphere. And, and that, yeah. And that, that massive ship that's in the sky, was it in the Avengers? Which one was that one? It's in the Avengers game. Oh, the helicarrier. Yeah. The helicarrier. You're telling me that ain't polluting? That's yeah, probably polluting a fair bit. So he's like there, no, like it's propellered man. Yeah, but there's yeah, definitely an engine. How there's does it like spin? Oh, yeah. Engine or a power source? That's yeah, it's Tony. He probably has some like clean renewable. Oh yeah, energy. you know what? He was. It was probably the using reactor. the arc reactor. Well, you know what? I think that he's making sure that they're following proper yeah, uh, environmental like, codes. I think Tony Stark's pretty green. Yeah. Well, you know what? Tony Stark needs someone to guide him a little bit in those situations. So. That's what uh, well, that's what my guy's gonna do. That's what biodegradable man does. So you think that he's gonna bring a level of social responsibility to the Avengers that yes. currently is not there? You can't just crash all these buildings because you know that's more pollution too. When you crash buildings, you have to make new buildings. That means you know running steel beams in the factories, which causes more pollution. He's aware of it all. These Avengers are not. So what would he propose that they do when a threat comes? Nothing. He will. He'll make sure that they have people allocated to proper cleanup and proper recycling of these buildings. That's he is like he'll fight. You know, during the battle, but he'll also fight after. I like it. He's willing to like lay. The, he's like willing to do the the the, the, the dirty work, mm-hmm. but he's willing to get back in the office and do the paperwork too. Exactly, and he, he people will look at the Avengers and be like, "Oh, they don't want to hire the environmentally friendly guy." Like, come on, these guys are clearly not responsible, and we don't trust the Avengers anymore. So they have to do it now. Right. I feel like that's been two minutes. I think you've had your time. Well, you asked me. I'm saying I think you've had your time. Sounds okay. like you're a biodegradable man. I think, I think you've made a quality point. You Thank know, you. I don't know any other superhero group that has somebody who's environmentally conscious. Thank you. It sounds like a bureaucrat. Ho- That's what his guy sounds like. He's just like, well, no, bureaucrat would run red tape. Like just, everything would have to be like going through loopholes. He, this he guy might stop him sometimes, though. Like that's, I could see him fitting really uh, fitting in well with that civil war part. I feel like biodegradable man just really wants to get uh, get to the heart of the issue and solve some some world issues. Yeah, uh, his uh, favorite song growing up was the Michael Jackson's "Heal the World." I think it, it was a better keep place. on rocking in the free world. No, no, heal the world, make it a better place. Okay, all right, all right, Matt, Ron Bronson, the Void. Why does he deserve to be an Avenger? Because in searching for answers and questioning his essence, his being, being around the Avengers makes them also think about what they're doing. It makes them think, you know, if he was there, maybe the whole Sokovia Accords would have never happened. Okay. That argument between him and Tony would have really made them question it and think about it. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, it seems like sound logic and reasoning. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. He's the void. <laughs> okay. All right. In-depth, Matt. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm good for. That's what I'm here. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to make an argument for, for Grizzly. On why yeah, because the Avengers seem like they wouldn't want him around. Yeah. I'm going to just say that Grizzly will propose that for nine months of the year, he can give somebody vacation time. He'll be that guy who just slots in as like a a filler for like when black widow or cap goes on like a sabbatical. So wait, does he control who he takes the powers away from? 
No, no, no. He just like literally shows up and he's kind of like an extra guy fighting alongside Hulk. But like, wouldn't it be, I guess, redundant to have him there because the Avengers would cease to exist? Yeah, they would just be normal people <laughs> fighting like aliens. I'm not talking about ships. my guy. I'm talking. I was making a case for Grizzly. Oh, oh. Grizzly. Oh. Grizzly. I have a. I have a point to why he should be an Avenger. My guy. Oh, I mean, he he basically says Hawkeye and him are buddies, and that's it. That's that's Ashton's uh, story. I, I'm, I'm sure gonna, he could speak more if he was here. That's but. what I'm saying. I think he's going to offer some vacation time. So okay. pretty much. You know, when uh, at his own national park, is that what he does? No, just like if the Hulk, no, he'll live at the Avengers Mansion. But if Hulk this is Grizzly, though, we're this, talking. Is, this is the okay. Grizzly folks. We're talking about Grizzly, not Smokey and his bandits. This is just Grizzly on his own. Okay, okay, Grizzly gets to go to the Avengers Mansion for six months. Obviously, years he's not high or the months he's not hibernating. Mm. And in those six months, they basically have. Uh, an allotment of time where vacations open and then once grizzly goes back into hibernation mode all six avengers have to be on call 24 7 yeah i mean clearly put in a lot more thought than for <laughs> i mean it seems like the only logical reason for having a bear man be in the avengers I mean, I mean if you can really flesh out the story i'm sure you can you know give a good reason like ant-man like he seems like a stupid name when you hear about it but he he turned out to be pretty cool he's really small and strong yeah it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, a man is a bear. It's kind of cool. I mean, going small and going into those nooks and crannies that the average man can't go is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's cool. What, what Bear Man just sounds like a, a regular guy that's just... Just a hairy I man. Feel like, I feel yeah. like if I were Ant-Man, I'd go inside a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in uh, Rick and Morty when they enlarge the homeless guy and he's like, you got to go out through the nipple. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to get yeah. to where the milk is. Just to like, like imagine, imagine you were short on milk. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah, you got a willing woman in the building. We're talking oh, about. Oh, I thought oh, we we're gonna go with a cow, but okay. Okay, whatever. We'll use a cow. Let's say Ant Man owns a farm. Okay. Okay. He's got one cow out there, but the cow doesn't like to have its udder yanked on. Okay. So he needs a little coffee in the morning to get his day going. Oh, no milk in the fridge. Shrinks down, goes up the otter or the udder, and. Just gets to the pool wherever that milk's being hold, scoops it right into his cup, has his cup on the inside of a cow. Not a good idea. Why? You need that milk to be pasteurized. I mean, it's as fresh as it can be. I know. But you, I don't you think don't you can drink pasteur- the milk directly like that. Sure you can. Yeah? Yeah, you can. The reason why milk gets pasteurized is so that it doesn't spoil as quickly. Uh, I don't know. I just I if you don't know if you can drink straight milk from a directly. cow's a cow's Yeah. You know, milk, I mean I think I've seen dick. people do it. <laughs> milk dick. You can just drink that milk. Okay. My argument for why um, my boy. Do you remember your character's name? Of course I remember my character's name. <laughs> you seem to be struggling. No, I'm not. It's because um, I don't remember it, to be honest with you. But that's Come not on. My what's character. my character's name? Oh, Mediocre Man. Mediocre Man. I just haven't said it in a while. Yeah. Because I'm kind of mediocre. Uh, mediocre Man, the reason why they need him in the Avengers is plain and simple. If you remember from Age of Ultron, again, spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen it, Tony's endgame on creating an AI program called Ultron was to become like a shield for the world. Well, if the endgame for Mediocre Man is that he wants to spread his energy beam of mediocrity across the world Mm -hmm. and kill all the superpowers across the planet, I mean, Tony, that's... That's Tony's answer. If there's no large threat anymore, there's no need for a large defender of it. So, 
I guess so, but the problem is, is every threat a superhero power related threat? Because it could could be an alien race coming in. Literally, the reason the Avengers Initiative started is, and I'm going to quote Nick Fury here, to create, to bring together a team of extraordinary individuals to fight the fights that we can't. Yeah, what I'm saying is, like, if an alien race comes in, they show up and they're they're more than humanoid, so their power doesn't work. But if it's their natural ability, power brings everything to the point of average human. Okay, okay. So if you're Superman, even though you're not human, you're technically Kryptonian. You're just a regular old humanoid now. That's actually really good power. Yeah, that would uh, that he'd be the first Avenger, I think. Out of the four characters we've labeled, I think he's number one. I think he'd be the only Avenger because there wouldn't be a need for any other Avengers. Well, you do have to worry about the planet, Frank. Not really, because anybody who shows up, they're mediocre. And I mean, to be fair, I've seen- he's still got to deal with people with guns, and your guy sounds pretty human. That's why you just keep him in Avengers Tower, protected. So, yeah, he's going to be the trump card when there's like a super mega thing. Do you, yeah, but people, there's in. a lot of mediocre people that pollute. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Man, I guess. Case for biodegradable. I mean, like here. my guy's morals are also part of his. It's not like he he's a normal person, but he's got morals that that shine through his powers. Could you imagine the look on biodegradable man's face when he can no longer smell if the wrong things are in the wrong receptacles? I think he might go crazy. <laughs> end up in a mental end up in a mental institution. I think we're good. I don't think we talked about our... Do we talk about our arch nemesis? Because I don't remember getting to mine. Do we really need to? Or? Yeah, because okay. I, I have one. I just want to... I can go Give with me it. your arch nemesis. Okay. So the enemy is called the foreigner. Okay. Um, and of course, he's constantly mixing like recyclables in the trash and vice versa. Um, that's just scratching the surface from his atrocities. His um, alter ego has like the strength to... Like he's in government. His alter ego is actually in government, and he pushes through bills that are harmful to the environment. So Scott, okay. Scott Pruitt. He's in the EPA. Yes. Scott Pruitt. Yes. And um, he also creates weapons uh, using fossil fuels and aerosols. Kim Jong-un? No, no. He's just uh, he's the, the bad guy here. Okay. And he's like a fan of clear-cutting, which is like one of the biggest fears from a biodegradable man. Again, I feel like um, the I feel like Burley wouldn't mind that because that's that's where they butt heads though because he does like his trees. He likes scratching them and climbing up them. And well, the guts the grizzly. Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Burley wants those trees chopped down. Every Can't have forest you hear fires. Burley, I think of the news wire program. Explain. Oh, Burley. Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> um, Matt, my arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. This guy named Tony Castellano. <laughs> it's the guy who's got his shit together. It's just he's got a great life. He invested properly. He's got his own place. He, great family. Yeah, he's a, he's a mob boss in the city. That's okay. Tony Castellano. He's a greasy Italian. I know them. I am one of them. I, I really had nothing at this point. Okay. All right. My, uh, my character's arch nemesis is everyone. Because technically, anyone who's special in any way becomes normalized by him. And we're all special. That's why everyone is uh, affected. So the world just becomes super mediocre. Everybody just, you ask somebody what they want to do for dinner, they go, I don't know. (laughs) You say, hey, did you do your taxes? Who cares? Why do we even need taxes? Yeah, yeah. 
That's 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 good. Government doesn't get the tax check. They go, who cares? What do we do with the taxes? Fight a yeah. war. Nobody's very mediocre. Angry. Very mediocre. Yeah. Makes everyone mediocre. That'd be great. If everybody was mediocre, world would be a much happier place. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have like indoor plumbing. So we're we gonna throw those things up on social media. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw, throw them up. Let's draw versions them up. of our characters. I didn't draw mine up yet. I don't know if you guys did. Well, why don't we? Why don't we aim for Tuesday for that? You guys can expect to see what the characters look like on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know if Ashton's gonna be able to ease away. Um, I'll draw a Grizzly for him. Yeah, draw yeah. what your interpretation of what that writing. And you know what it reminds me of? It's always sunny in Philadelphia when Charlie's writing stuff and you can't understand it. I I literally couldn't understand half of what this was about. I got that there's a bear man. There's PBJ sandwiches and a character named Burley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's throw them up. Let's, uh, you know, vote on uh, which one you like the most. Let us know what you think of this episode. If it was because it's kind of different. We're not throwing in unwritten rules. We're kind of going off of our unwritten rules. Yeah, I feel like this is just a tangent episode. We'll we'll return back to, to the format we're used to. Yeah, but for now, just let us know what you think. Yeah. You want to hear more of this? Maybe we'll start doing more of yeah, these episodes. Maybe we'll just do whatever, whenever, yeah. however. I want to do the unwritten rules of cereal. Yeah, we'll do that. That's just one we're planning. But yeah. I saw someone break those rules the other day, and I was not impressed. Well, yeah, we'll get back to our old format. But let us know what you think of this episode. Yeah, if you want to keep the conversation it's going, it's pretty too. hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, I laughed pretty hard in this episode. It was great. Oh Lucas yeah, this hero's fucking the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the greatest thing you've ever heard. If you think that it was or was not the greatest thing you've ever heard. Please feel free to keep the conversation going. You can reach out to us uh, on Twitter at the UR Podcast, uh, or you can reach us at our handle on Instagram at the Unwritten Rule Podcast. You can find the Unwritten Rule Podcast on any of the major podcast apps found on your home PC, MacBook, tablet, smartphone, mobile devices. Download, like, and subscribe, or drop us a review on the uh, via the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, or you can use Google Play Store to download any of these podcast apps. Castbox Castbox, Dogcatcher, Google Play Music, Pocket Cast, Pocket Addict, Pocket Go. I don't know how these people use all these different apps. Like, if you got an Android, go with Google Play Music. If you got an iPhone, go with Apple Podcast. Yeah, apparently, apparently, Stitcher's making a pretty big push. Oh, Stitcher's pur- pretty good, yeah. Guys, Stitcher, they're purchasing a lot of back catalogs. LTD, uh, sorry, we're also on Castbox. SoundCloud. SoundCloud, look up LTD Potential, because I think that's where most of the things are. Dot com. Or, yeah, ltdpotential.com, and on SoundCloud, we go by LTD Potential because we have both the Unwritten Rule and our sister podcast, uh, Gone Gaming, on there. So Also, Matt, where can they find us on? Oh, yeah, Google. <laughs> Matt, I love when Matt drops that every week. Matt used to be so enthusiastic. Now he's just, like, sick like, of yeah, it. Yeah, fucking look, look at Google, idiots, if you can't find the podcast. Well, it's just like, come on. It's not I, that everybody, fucking hard. Just, just look, look on Google. I feel like we could say anything right now. And there'd be no consequence. No, we're not big enough for any consequences. Okay. Um, I, guess, I guess I'll do the uh, the old sign-off line now. Remember all you supermen and superwomen out there? Rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones. I wanted to get a little superhero with that ending. Sure. <laughs>